Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all. It is Tuesday, August the 10th, 2021, and we're working on something kind of cool. It's a podcast that may go off this weekend. It's going to be one of our long form formats. We're going to talk a little bit about how to feed Africa, completely make Africa independent. No longer would Africa be dependent upon the U.S. or any type of uh, foreign aid. We, they wouldn't need us for any of our wheat and soy and cattle products. We, we can really do this. We're going to talk about how there would be literally unlimited amount of power. There's a power source sitting right there in Africa. It's truly, literally unlimited. We're going to increase the arable land, the potable water and the arable land that you can farm on by so many millions, hundreds of millions of acres. It will blow your mind. One of the things it'll also talk about is, uh, we'll talk about is how the, the transfer of wealth from those who really control everything now in the, uh, the, uh, the med, basically all of your coastal areas. We'll talk about how a concept that is now 100 years old, it's actually a little older than that, should be considered by those who are actual leaders, not politicians. Always remember, never forget, a politician is a person who gets into office in order to divide the pie. They want the hand on the handle of the knife to divide the pie. But true leaders, people who are visionaries, are not really interested in dividing the pie. They don't care. They have more than somebody else. They're in it for the greater good. They're in it for the advancement of mankind. And this is something that, unfortunately, Unfortunately, we need to have private standing armies so those who are leaders, visionaries, can overrun those who are impediments to unbelievable wealth and prosperity without destroying the earth. We literally have unlimited green energy available. It's right there at our tip of our fingers. And what we could do is we could do for ourselves here in the United States, we could reduce our food costs to just astronomically lower level. All of the food that we are dumping overseas and growing, we could reduce dramatically here. Our aid, the trillions of dollars that we've poured down the throats of despots all across the world. For example, in Afghanistan, the Taliban, well, they're not doing what they did before. They're not going in and just executing everybody. They're getting rid of the uh, the social deviates. That's what they call them. That's not my language, so don't freak out over that. So, uh, Raymond, if you would, just, you know, get your britches together and hold your behind so you don't shart yourself. The, the thing that we have to do here is we have to look at what they're doing, which they're using video. They're showing these provincial well, kingdoms, the amount of money that we spent on these people to run the country while we were there. Oh my God, if the people only knew, it's, it's not much difference in scale it is, but uh, you know, what you had in Iraq and the beautiful palaces, you know, again, it is what it is, what it is. But if we could reduce our foreign aid and actually put money into projects that would help, you know, make people independent in their thinking and their relationships and financially, wouldn't that be something worthwhile? If I could literally show you how we can turn deserts the deserts in northern Af- northern Africa back into the fertile land that they once were, would you be interested in that? And more importantly, would you be interested in knowing how you can transfer the wealth that is controlled by a handful of people to rank and file workers worldwide? Would you be interested in that? If you are, stay tuned. We'll give you details as to when I'm going to launch the extended version of the Paul Truesdale podcast and discuss that very topic. But for now, let's get started. The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, and Longview Forecasting, practical forecasting for the busy professional and business owner. The Paul Truesdell Podcast, general business and economic observations, individual wealth, tips, tricks, 
tools, or techniques. And thinks that made Paul, raise his eyebrows, shake his head and purse his lips while taking a deep breath. Let's get started. So we have a new uh, phrase we're going to call the pinheads in the world, the midwits, the people that have college degrees, but they just, they really aren't competent. They're usually, you know, rabble rousers, they're complainers. So we're going to call them Raymonds. You know, there used to be a uh, show, I guess it was called Raymond, and he was kind of a sourpuss. He wasn't very happy in life and, you know, just is what it is. Um, we're going to use that as an, our new phrase. We have Rodneys. Rodneys refer to people who are, if they had half a brain, they'd be dangerous. And Raymonds are those who have three quarters of a brain, and so they're just obnoxious. You know, they were able to get through their bachelor's degree and maybe a, oh, I don't know, some kind of a master's degree. They may even have a, a doctorate. But Raymonds just, you know, they follow the flow. They don't have the ability to critically think. They just dot the I's and cross the T's. So just so you know, if your name is Raymond, it's, not, it's nothing against you, or if you're Rodney, it's not against you. But that's what we're using. We're going to use names to personify people. And so, yeah, you know, we got a lot of Rodneys out there in the world of politics, in the world of finance, in everything out there. You know, if they had half a brain, they'd be dangerous. We also have a lot of Raymonds. They do have half a brain, but they got just enough to be a royal pain in the you-know-what. Now, with that, we're going to talk about a couple different things here today. It's hot. It's hot in Florida. Man, it's been humid. Ugh, it's just, it's not fun. It's the dog days of August, and uh, kids are getting ready to go back to school. We're going to be cranking up the schools, going to be running those air conditioners, going to be cranking up the uh, virus. Oh, my God. The, I, you, you do realize that about 450 million people in the United States will die because of the coronaroni, the riceroni that everybody loves to hate, even though we don't have that many people. Hmm. How does it work that way? Due to Paul's extensive holdings and that of his clients, you should assume that he and his firms have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening to this podcast and using this website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form should be construed as an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell a security. The NYPD is cracking down on dirt bikes. Police in Fordham Heights in the Bronx seized 60 dirt bikes, mopeds, and quads over the weekend. Uh, cops also recovered a loaded gun. The 46th Precinct says gang members have been using dirt bikes to commit shootings and that that will not be tolerated. It's illegal to ride dirt bikes or all-terrain vehicles on New York City streets. I don't know if you caught that, but the reporter began saying dirt bags rather than dirt bikes. And I've listened to it a few times, and that's pretty cute. At least she agrees with me on what some of these people are all about. Well, many years ago, I was out west, and we took about a month and a half, maybe six, seven weeks off. We were driving around the country, and we came across a group of Hell's Angels. Uh, they might have been Diablos. I don't know exactly what they were, but eh, they weren't exactly cool. Now I've got three young children in the car. This is um, about a decade plus ago. And I've 
I've got my wife in the car and uh, well, the children. Actually, this is probably 15 now, 15 more, 15 or so years ago. And all I did is I uh, said, okay, honey, you know, get your gun out. And uh, she got her gun out. I got my gun out and we just kept them on our lap concealed. And we pull over into the right-hand lane and uh, let the guys uh, go by. The glares were pretty substantial and um, it was uh, it was ugly. It was an ugly event. One of the guys got real close to the car and was a little bit taunting. I was afraid he was going to uh, kick the side of the Suburban and cause damage. And that's when I, um, of course, he was towards the end. Everybody else was kind of moving along. And um, that was the time when the hand came out from underneath the towel. And I now have my uh, big Glock in my hand, not threatening, just pointing at the dashboard, looking over at him. And I mouthed the word uh, police, cop, law enforcement. Um, and he backed over. He went to the left a little ways and gunned it. And out he, was, out he went. What we uh, did, though, is the next exit, we uh, came right upon it, got off, and um, just kind of hung loose for a while to make sure everything was fine. And I made a phone call to the uh, highway patrol of the estate that I was in. I believe we were in Arizona or New Mexico at the time. So the question that you would say, oh, well, you were, you know, you're carrying a gun. All the anti-gun people, oh, I can't believe you would be doing that. Okay, get that. And nobody threatened anybody. He got very, very close. It was aggressive driving. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Nobody cares. You know that. I know that. But the security of knowing that there are an awful lot of ammunition rounds ready to go and grease your little ass if you decide to get stupid on me. Obviously, you know, what would we do? If he kicked the vehicle, I would pull off the side of the road. If he then came back and he was in an aggressive manner, if I was in fear of death or great bodily harm, the laws of this nation should be that you have the right to defend yourself. Remember that. If you are in fear of death or great bodily harm, you have the right to defend yourself. That's fact. Now, there are more and more people out there who are Rodneys and Raymonds who want to attribute that to the lawful exercise of law enforcement. We have two police officers shot. One, a female was killed in Chicago uh, over the weekend. I don't know how the other guy is doing. I haven't looked it up uh, for a couple days. But you have more and more people are just pulling guns on cops. And of course, the firepower out there is pretty substantial. So if you're going to carry, you better carry and know what you're doing. And you need to prepare to defend yourself. Not not a big deal. Go to the range, get a permit, know the laws, rules, and regulations. Now, th- there are people out there like the Rodneys and Raymonds who would say, well, that's reckless display of a weapon. No, it's not. If you're being threatened and you have your firearm ready to go, it's not. I'm in my vehicle driving down the road at 70 miles an hour. Not not in the least bit. Again, like I say, you have people who are out there, the Raymonds, they're not quite midwits, but they're just dangerous enough to not be able to connect the dots thoroughly. And so they'll go out and they'll make a big stink. Oh, that's why nobody should have a gun. Sure. Let's have the guy who's with the Diablos and, you know, run us off the road with his buddies. And I'm going to go down fighting. I mean, if that shit happens, I'm going to go down fighting. I think you should as well. And nothing happened on that. But one of the things I have paid attention to is the number of motorcycles and ATVs that are raising holy hell in New York. And I didn't understand this for a few years. Now I understand it. So it's a cultural thing. And I've, I've looked at the people who are doing this. There's whites, there's blacks, there's uh, folks that appear to be uh, Puerto Rican or Mexican or, you know, from the islands. There's all sorts of different people involved. Of course, the overwhelming majority of New York is not white Northern European, so that would be normal anyways. But I'm looking at these videos and seeing how it's really dangerous. And I have a friend who quite 
literally um, was involved. They were in a, uh, not a, I wouldn't call it a limousine, but, you know, again, one of the one of the nicer vehicles. It was a, uh, I think it was a um, Escalade, and it was an Uber. And they got, they had a lot of problems. Uh, the guy couldn't get out of the way and got trapped, and it was ugly. It was ugly for a little while. They were just traveling to New York, going to a hotel, going on business. Boy, did I catch an earful. So my friend said, this sucks. I, I don't really like these kinds of situations, and I'm not going back to New York. I said, dude, <laughs> I'm with you. I no longer go to New York and no longer go to major cities like that. If we can't uh, do it by Zoom uh, and other things, not going. And that's just money that's out of the pockets of good, hardworking men and women who own businesses there. Now, one of the things that you'll hear people say is that's just an overreaction. Is it? When's the last time you saw Warren Buffett walking down the streets of New York or you saw Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos? When? Uh, Elon Musk walking. These people may walk, but they've got security people around them. They're in plain clothes. They're multi-billionaires. And if you think the only person who has security in the world are your Hollywood elites, which is, a, I always love the word elites, or your, your politicians that have um, control over the Secret Service and FBI and every other three-letter law enforcement agency to protect them. No, you know, lots of people do that kind of stuff. There's whole businesses out there where private personal protection takes place. But if you can't afford it, are you allowed to protect yourself? Those are legitimate questions that need to be asked. Not necessarily from a social standpoint, but from an investment standpoint. So if New York continues to have these street rallies, is that going to cause more and more people to say, not going there? Just take a look at the number of investment professionals and firms that have left New York for Florida. They may keep their headquarters there, but the majority of the business is coming to places like Texas and to Florida. It's happening nationwide. So when we look at things like real estate investment trusts, where the money is flowing, well, you, the money is going to flow where the people flow. And the people, you have to look at what kind of the characterization are they. Are they worker bees? Are they mid-level? Are they low lives? Are they subsidized housing? Are they are they going to be building another Hamptons type thing? You know, in Palm Beach, getting a house is getting pretty damn expensive. It's uh, it's 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 great for uh, those who are realtors. Yes. But uh, if you're trying to get a home and uh, you're a uh, you know you're making you know say half a million dollars, you got a net worth of you know ten twenty million dollars. Yeah, I don't think so. Not going to happen. So my point being is that what's going on in New York? Well, there's an article that comes out, San Juan, Puerto Rico. There's two things I'm going to do here to connect some dots, two items. And one is the fact that in Puerto Rico, you have a bunch of people who apparently like to ride motorcycles. And it's called the, uh, it's organized by a fellow by the name of King Charlie. And they're motorcycle enthusiasts and they have these street rallies. Now, the problem with this is that it has become really, really, really difficult. Now, the organizers are saying that law enforcement is unfairly harassing the participants, and they issued 1,749 tickets at the rally. And this is reported as of August 9th by the Associated Press. Guess what you cannot find on YouTube? Videos. You can't find it. You can barely find videos, and the videos that used to be up on New York and the street rallies and the outrageous behavior, same thing has gone on in Chicago, they're down. They're gone. Now I bookmarked some of these things. They've been taken down. So they had a takedown order and you know, you have on social media, motorcycles, scooters packed densely together. And they're right alongside the highway as cars are driving by. Here's the thing. 
it's not organized. It was unauthorized. It's taking place in a southern coastal city called Santa Isabel. And the point being is, in order to do these things, it has to be organized. So I'm actually watching the rally in the Black Hills, a place called Sturgis, South Dakota. I'm not there this year. And I've um, been to Sturgis, know the place, not that well, not like the back of my hand, but I can get around and not have to think about, I wouldn't need a map or anything. My point being, if you look at what they're doing in Sturgis, a lot of law enforcement, highly organized, and you look at how the people are behaving. They're behaving fairly well. Are you having some fights? Yes, you do have some fights. And you do have some accidents because it's a rural area. Sometimes the cow gets gets loose and uh, yeah, you do have fatalities. You're always going to have fatalities out that way. But the big thing is... They're all getting along pretty well. You can watch the videos. What's the point, Polly? The point is really simply this. It's another example of news being manipulated. Not reporting is just as bad as reporting. Reporting surface rather than getting into the details. What I did is I simply said, okay, what is the population of New York ethnically? I went, okay, a lot of this makes sense. If Puerto Rico has a tremendous number of people who are basically doing street rallies and is unorganized, it's not following city code, is that something that is going to occur in other areas? My conclusion was, yes. So it's it's logical that if I'm involved in you know, motorcycling and ATV and all that kind of stuff, and that's something that I kind of grew up is cool. Then I relocate to New York City and uh, meet some guys and like, yeah, we used to do that down in Puerto Rico. This is fun. It's going to occur. My question to you is, do you think law enforcement in New York City and in Puerto Rico are coordinating? And is there are there politicians that are out there among the group going, hey guys, this is cool, but let's do this in an organized manner and using places like Daytona Beach, uh, which is bike rallies for, you know, ever, uh, what they're doing in Sturgis. Let's look at what they're doing to keep it safe for everybody. You know, let's say you have an ice cream store. You're at the corner. It's summertime. This is when you got to make bank. But now all around you, everybody's parked, uh, drinking, having a good time. Nobody's coming in your ice cream store. This is the time of year you got to make bank. I always feel sorry for the small employer out there. I know that Raymond and Rodney would say otherwise. They think, oh no, you're, you're just full of crap. You're just a racist pig for even talking about things like that. My comment is people that aren't talking are the racist pigs, but more importantly, they're the ones who hate small businesses. It really comes down to it. They just hate society. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast, sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. For more information about Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting, visit the website for the conglomerate of Truesdell Companies at truesdell.net or call the corporate offices for the Truesdell companies at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. All rights reserved. Now, don't forget, we're going to put together quite the uh, discussion about how to have massive green energy, how to have farmland that will feed all of Africa. We're going to talk about how to transfer wealth to people that have been screwed over for years. And uh, I'm going to talk about how Earth kind of works. And for those of you who 
or really got your britches too big for your mouths. We're going to talk a lot about recency and um, basically you got to get a grip on life. You're going to enjoy it. Remember to check back. I'm not going to give you when the date is. It might be this weekend. It might be in two weeks. And remember, we've introduced a new uh, character to the to the show. We have our Rodneys, who, if they had uh, half a brain, would be dangerous. And now we have who we have Raymonds, who, well, Raymonds are those people who are midwits, and they are not necessarily dangerous. They're just incredibly stupid, and oftentimes they have college degrees that, well, they shouldn't have. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same bat channel, right here.